0: Yeah, without the normal Photoshop opportunities you can do online, this is me. (laughs) Hello, Mum. Mm -hmm. Uh, She said she was going to watch. I don't know if you are. Um, But it's lovely to see people, isn't it? And well done. If you're tuning in online on live stream, if you're looking in that guy called Luke, you're very welcome. And uh, here in the room. Uh, Thank you so much journeying with us in this uh, venture of regathering as church. It's exciting, isn't it? And what a delight. It's really exciting to talk to you. Jesus is good, isn't he? Can I move around a bit, video people? If I wander off. <laughs> so my our last three preachers I've been taking us through a walk. We've been on a walk, walking with healthy hearts. Uh, partly because just life brings knots, doesn't it, over, over many decades for some of us. Life brings knots and ups and downs, and COVID adds a whole pile of pressures from school or work, disappointments. And because as God leads us, part of discipleship and following Jesus is growing in wholeness. That's what we've signed up to. He is making us, us whole. And we use an illustration of an iceberg. And uh, so I want to bring us an iceberg. um Iceberg buster. And the iceberg buster today is hope. The buster of icebergs and disappointments and pains is hope. Hope in Jesus. And Jesus is here. And he is a bucket load of hope for us and for you at home. Jesus is here. Well, thank you for your presence. His rich, overflowing presence of hope. So why don't we take a drink? as we walk through a story in John 21, a familiar story perhaps. John 21 after the death, the resurrection of Jesus, focusing on the guy particularly called uh, Simon Peter, one of the fishermen, one of the disciples. Simon Peter who has pressed the detonate button in disappointment. He has pressed the button of denial of Jesus. At Jesus' culmination, just as he's arrested and tried, Peter the one that says I'll die with you Lord, the one that says I'll give you everything, I will never, I'll follow you. Peter presses the denial button and a detonation goes off in his heart because he sees the one that he has trusted and loved taken to the cross and killed. Can you imagine the guilt and the, oh, the confusion that he's feeling about it all, sense of pain. He sees Jesus' the resurrection appearances But there's all this. And isn't that like our lives? You know, there's the following Jesus, but there's the bits we don't understand. And there's the, why did that happen? How did that happen? And uh, the whole mixture. And Jesus appears in this story, John 21. And I'm going to just use an illustration of stepping stones. Yeah, stepping stones. You come on a walk, you come to a river, and there's often some nicely... Stones that have been put out, sometimes they have to jump, and sometimes uh, they're a bit wobbly. Jesus gives us some sure stepping stones of hope, rock solid. So, let me read John 21, the first few verses, and then we'll go through. So, afterwards, this is after the death, the resurrection appearances, Jesus in the upper room, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way Simon Peter. Thomas, also called Didymus, Nathanael from Canaan in Galilee, sons of Zebedee, two other disciples were together, seven of them. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, oh yeah, we will go with him. So they went out, got into a boat, and that night they caught nothing. Peter's name is Mud. You said we would. <laughs> this was your idea, wasn't it, Peter? Uh, early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples didn't realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, hey friends, caught any fish. Uh, the clean version says, uh, no, uh, they answered. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you imagine after a tiger rocky fish? This just life goes from one wrong thing to another. Now we stayed up all night, we've caught nothing. We've got Peter who's stewing, we've got disciples saying, what happened? Some people said they saw him. Uh, so here's stepping stone number one. Who's on the shore? Who goes and finds? The disciples, who finds the fisherman out in the boat, we know it's Jesus. We can read the rest of the story. They don't know, but you know, friends, Jesus seeks you and I out. He seeks open door. He comes towards us. He takes the steps. Jesus' grace draws him towards you and I in our helplessness, and we can read the rest of the story. Isn't that good news? Even though Simon Peter doesn't recognise Jesus, Jesus comes towards him, and that's what he does in our lives too. Sometimes you think, Lord, in this pain, where are you? Jesus says, I'm right there, I'm seeking you. You know, our hope is that Jesus knows where you are and I are. He knows where we are. Even the darkness is as light to him, Psalm 139. He knows where we are. He finds us, even if we think, I've misplaced you, Lord. He said, I know exactly where you are, where you are. He knows, you know the story Jesus says, a shepherd, a hundred sheep, 99 are safe, one's gone wandering. What does the shepherd do? He leaves the 99 and he goes and he seeks out. Where are you sheepy? Where are you sheepy? He goes and finds out where we are. Tired, so these fishermen, tired, hungry, they're not praying, I don't imagine. Um, if I'm like them, they're stewing. They're a bit niggled with Simon Peter, who brought the breakfast. Oh well, no fish. But they're on the shore, Jesus seeks the man, and he's on our shore calling us. Trust me. He asks them a question. He's asking a question to get into the, get to get under the surface, friends. What questions is Jesus asking you at the minute? And sometimes we say, I don't want to answer that. I remember some years back, Jesus woke me in the night and really clearly into our bedroom. He spoke. He says, Adrian, why are you running? And now, of course, I had lots of reasons. Well, I'm not He wanted to get under. He asked why, and sometimes he comes to us. How are you? What's going on? He asked the disciples, he wants to get underneath. Because he's a resurrected savior and he's got blessing around the corner. He wants to know because he cares, but because he's got promise. So stepping stone number two, he has a hope to bless them beyond their wildest dreams. They have zero expectation. They don't even know who he is. Jesus has a hope uh, that your circumstances are not the last word. His is the last word. He speaks to these disciples and says, have you caught anything? Because he's wanting to introduce a hunger and an opportunity There's a miracle just round the corner. He's got blessing for you and I in our circumstances. We say, oh, this is it. Friends, our circumstances don't define us. Jesus does. Let's make sure we agree with him. Adrian, agree with him. What we think is the end, Jesus says, I've got more hope. What you and I think is the end, Jesus has more hope. He has a plan to bless us. He has a plan to release increase and favour in their lives. Guys, here's the plan. He said. throw your net on the right side of the boat and you'll find someone. Who's this guy? But when they did, they were unable to haul in the net because of the large number of fish. Friends, when we caught nothing, Jesus has a better hope. And maybe our lives, you know, this feels like a barren season. Jesus says, I have hope. He has freedom for us. He has hope for us today. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved, as John, uh, we believe, he said to Peter, It's the Lord! <laughs> and as soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it's a, it's a, uh, He wrapped his outer clothes around him for he had taken it off, uh, and he jumped into the water. The other disciples followed him in the boat, towing a net full of fish. They were not far from the shore, about 100 yards. So here's stepping stone number three. Even when we don't recognise it's Jesus, he gives us others who do. That's why community, that's why church, that's why family is so important. God's genius is, he says, friends, to follow Jesus, to follow me, he says, you need others. You need others. And don't we know that over these last year? We need others. Yeah, great for Zoom. Yes, it's great to be able to have a chat um, online but we need others. Because sometimes we can't see Jesus for the, for the fog. But, Peter, but John says, it's the Lord. And I love it, actually, he's the one that sees and Peter's the one that responds. So maybe you're a seer, maybe you're a responder. Actually, we need each other. We need each other to follow Christ, we need each other. That's what grace-filled community. We lovingly, at this season, let's encourage one another Let's pray for one another. Let's stir one another. We're in this together. We don't cross these stepping stones alone because it's not just one another. There's the other of the Holy Spirit. The, the, um, what the Greek's paraplegic. What's the, what's the word? He's our counselor, he's our friend, he's our advisor. He comes to us. He said, I'll make you my home in you. That's the glory of the Christian gospel. God says, I'll move in and we'll work this out together. Isn't it wonderful, the hope? As we listen to the Spirit, says, Adrian, and to each of us, it's the Lord, is it? I don't feel like that. it is the Lord. And we begin to open our hearts to him. That's God's wonderful voice. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said, bring some of the fish you've caught. Simon and Peter climbed back in the boat, dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153. But even with so many, their net was not torn. Jesus said to them, "Come and have breakfast." Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples asked dared ask him, "Who are you?" They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and he gave it to them. He did the same with fish. This was now the third time that Jesus appeared to his disciples after his raised from the dead. Isn't it wonderful? Jesus comes to them and feeds them the the bread and the breakfast. He doesn't list. Their failure. He gives them love or faithfulness. Love and faithfulness. He provides for them, not preaches at them. Wow. Healing's found. Jesus says, Let me feed you. Friends, when we find hope in Jesus, the answer is not, I'll try and work it out. The answer is, Jesus, would you come to me? I need you. I'm helpless. Repentance often is about to say, Lord you come, you step in up, I give up, I hand it to you, I can't handle this. So Jesus comes and he prepares a meal, not a mum. He does that with Elijah in 1 Kings, Elijah's hiding, God feeds him. So here's another stepping stone, it's grace, it's not their performance that has drawn Jesus towards them. It's his preference to accept them. Jesus' his preference, his bias towards us is to accept us in our weakness. God delights to show mercy. He loves to like love out-mercy himself. Isn't that wonderful? God comes towards us because of his grace. Nothing in us uh, makes him think, oh, okay, yeah, you, you're trying hard. Friends, what makes us think we can do enough to impress him? To choose us. What makes us think that, okay, if I just did that, he might choose me and love me a bit more? Friends, that's a complete misunderstanding. Grace is, God loves us completely. We don't need to think, I'll make it up to him. Because Jesus has covered us with grace and these overtired, grumpy fishermen completely. There's a meal that our hope is in his grace. uh, his uh, preference, his choosing. He is biased to choose the weak and vulnerable. Throughout scripture, the bias of God is to the weak and lonely. He comes. That's why he's born in Bethlehem. That's why he's born. The people he appears to, not the kings, but the shepherds and, uh, and the teenage bride, um, if you like. He has made us acceptable to the Father. Nothing we can do can add That's true, isn't it? Even in our lowest moments, he becomes naked to cover us with his clothes. On the cross, Jesus took our shame in order that we wear his. Because he's biased to give away his best. Because the Father gave away his best. In our weakness, Jesus comes to us, he calls us, he reveals himself to us as a lover and restorer. He reveals himself to us as the lover and restorer of our souls. Have some breakfast. Friends, let's have some breakfast. Now maybe you've been seeing that through God coming to you. But here's the thing, why don't we look at the same story of Jesus coming. So Jesus is praying to the Father, he's responding to his words, and there's a moment in the night where the Father nutties him and says, go to this shore. Jesus isn't wandering aimlessly about, oh, what a chance, there's his disciples. How did that happen? Jesus is responding to the world. He's drawn to them. The heart, can you imagine the heart of Jesus? He's making his way to the shore. How can I bless these guys? These hurt and confused guys. Simon Peter out there, who's denying? How can I bless him? I'm gonna make a barbecue. Finds the wood, gets it already. He's found the bread, he's brought some bread. He is bubbling over with blessing. Call anything yet, guys? No, they say, Father, and there's some fish under their boat, but the other side. What is God planning for you and I? Jesus is hungry to bless us. He is not He's not distant, waiting to, ah, oh, if, if I must, he's, okay, there's 153 fish, got them lined up, bread, check. Fire lit. It's a blessing. Guys, I know how you are. Let me bless you. Friends, that's the Jesus that we worship. That's, in short, the Jesus full of grace and hope and bubbling over with life for us. Is that the Jesus that you linger with and pray to? Or is there one with the measuring stick and the lecture? He's looking at a list of where you're not measuring up. And Jesus is the one on the shore, I've got it ready, come and eat. It gets even better, when Jesus finished eating, he says to Simon Peter, Simon, Simon John, do you love me more than these? He says, yeah, you know I love you. Feed my lambs, says Jesus. Jesus asked him, Simon, Simon John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, do you know that I love you. Jesus says, take care of my sheep. The third time he says to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Here's a commission, a recommission. Our steps of hope is not just that, okay, Jesus comes to us, Jesus has grace, Jesus has blessing, Jesus actually has a call. And he sends, and Simon Peter's story is my story, it's our story, it's open door story. Jesus has more for us. He commissions us, he sends us, he comes to renew us. See, whatever is going on in our lives, God has a plan. Whatever's going on in our lives, but Jesus has the last word. Why? Because between Peter's denial and this time on the beach, There's a death and a resurrection that is permanent for all time. Between your failure and our despondency and brokenness and God's promise is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's our hope. That's what we cling to. That's our hope that we base our lives on. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the declaration that God says, my word will be the last word. Death, you have lost its sting because the resurrection of Jesus declares everything will be made new. In this life, sometimes, in the next life, always, God's word brings us hope. And we can base our whole lives on that. Simon Peter, you see, he's got no idea. We've read the beginning of Acts, haven't we? A couple of weeks later, they're in the upper room. The spirit comes. Fire comes, wind comes. Peter stands up and addresses thousands. The one a few weeks ago who had been denying Jesus, the one who's crushed with his bitterness, I'm going back to fishing, stuff this. Now he's standing up in the middle square of Jerusalem. This is what God has promised. The Holy Spirit's poured out on all flesh. Peter, what's happened? He's met the Holy Spirit. The Spirit gives hope. He's received the life of Jesus, the restoration, the recommissioning. Friends, there's hope. There's buckets full of hope in Jesus Christ. But let me just finish by talking, not to us as individuals, but to us as Open Door. If you're from another church, uh, may you know this same hope. I just believe God says these same things to us. These stepping stones for us personally, our families, our marriages, but also Open Door Church, Jesus is seeking us. He's seeking us. He comes to the shore of open doors. How's it going? friends?" He's seeking us. He's not far from us. He's seeking. He is watching over us to see his word fulfilled. He's watching over us. Stepping stone too. Jesus has a blessing far beyond what an open door we can yet see friends all that has been is not the determinant of all that will be because there's a death and resurrection of christ and however you think it is okay these last years they've been bumpy they have been bumpy for many of us friends that is not the last word because jesus says i've got more blessing for you than you can even imagine there's a Pentecost just round the corner. And that's why we pray, a so God fulfil it. He's promised. He has called us to be a blessing to our towns around. That wasn't something we chose. That's something that God spoke and put in us. He's called us to be a multiplying church. He's called us to be filled. He's called us to be alive with our compassion for the last and the least, those on the fringe. He's called us to be a people of his presence. He's called us to be multiplied with grace and fun and family. He's called us to the nations here in Kettering and those nations far, far from here. Friends, God has got a hope for us. Stepping stone 3, Jesus has put us in family. It's great, isn't it, that we look around, that we can see on the screen, we are in family. Friends, let's in this season we can be renewed in our family. One sees it's the Lord, another one responds. God has put us in family. As we give ourselves to family, we give ourselves to who God is. Number four, Jesus has grace even in our weakness. Have you felt weak? As we felt weak as a church, do we know the way forward? Dave and I are looking at, what do we plan for the next months? How, how do we know? how do we know what God is going to be doing? Oh, Lord, okay, but we can lean into you and trust you and take steps. So have we got a grand master plan? Um, Our grand master plan is, okay, Jesus, we're following your footsteps. Uh, So that feels a bit vulnerable and we can put lots on the calendar and we can get um, very excited But Lord, what do you want? Friends, it's okay to not know all the answers because God has more grace than we can imagine. It's okay to be weak. It's okay to think, oh, Lord, we need you. He provides. Stepping Stone 5 Jesus recommissions us. He recommissions us. He's recommissioning us. He's calling us, get ready. Get ready, open door. So we can respond. Okay, Lord, that- can we get on the first step. Second step. Friends, let's let's have dreams released and awakened in our hearts. May we know the freedom from disappointment, the freedom from pain. May we know the acceptance and the grace of Jesus.